0: Welcome to Backyards and Bevvies. Grab your favorite bevy, pull up a chair, and enjoy the ride. Hey, B&B fam. This podcast is sponsored to you by BetterHelp. H-E-L-P. Is there something getting in the way of your happiness I know when I traveled the world, I had many days where BetterHelp's worldwide service of licensed professional therapists could have helped me speak to someone no matter where I was in the world about whatever was happening in my life and with zero judgment. With their ability to match me with a therapist that best fits me, I know my mental health would have been way better back then. Believe me. I needed it, but I'm here to share a way for you to take back control of your mental health by telling you about BetterHelp's awesome services they have for you to talk with a pro about your life through their app or just online. Whether it's a video session or some simple messaging, their team is here to help. I went to check out the app for myself just to see how easy it was to use. And after a series of questions, I was told I would be able to start matching with a therapist in under 48 hours. And what is super rad is that it's affordable and they even offer financial aid too. So come join the two million users that have already been helped and gain back control of your mental health by visiting betterhelp.com slash backyards for 10% off your first month. Remember BetterHelp is therapy done securely online. Don't forget to use the special code BACKYARDS and let BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, help you to start living a happier life today. Hey, welcome to... Backyards and actually patios and bevies today. We are at uh, my buddy Rex's house. Uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> and Rex is a, a touring buddy of mine that I have spent many, 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 many moons and many bus rides and many hours hanging out with. And uh, I wanted to have him on the show because right now he's living a pretty awesome uh, life as a drum tech uh, for not only a studio guy, but he also performs live for Chris Stapleton. Or I guess he's all Chris Stapleton, right, in the studio. and
1: Yeah. Whatever they're doing, if they're playing music, I'm there.
0: Man, that is wild. Yeah. But I think it's so crazy because just a little while ago, you were working at Amazon. I was, oh man, (laughs) I was pushing boxes, man. Pushing boxes. Dude, when everything hit and people started telling me what they were doing, you know, some people went off and built decks. Some people went off and collected unemployment. and Mm -hmm. Some people just out there but you went to Amazon and I was always like man what a wild wicked change that was
1: it was a very it was a huge change I remember at one point being like in the back of a a semi-trailer like unloading boxes and being like this is I've been in the back of trailers (laughs) (laughs) unloading gear this is very different (laughs) Very yeah.
0: different. Yeah, this 53 feet is not what I'm nor- <laughs> used to seeing. Like, it's all full of just—and they're thrown in there, too, oh, from man. my understanding. It's not like there's any kind of rhyme or reason. It's—to
1: it's, it's to see <laughs> it, you you wouldn't even believe it, the amount of—it's crazy. Yeah, because on the
0: road, yeah. we're so used to structure and um, Order. fitting. Yeah, like, everything fits. Like, all cases are usually manufactured or built to fit in a semi, so it goes down the road as smooth as possible. Yeah. And here you are looking at— Some persons, what they ordered a, a, you know, a a Chia pet in one box (laughs) and a freaking, you know, a Yeti in another box.
1: And dog food. Oh my God. (laughs) Dog food, dude, is the worst. Like for them to box dog food because it all just goes to like one side (laughs) and the box gets crushed. And yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, well, my cat, my giant cats get a big bag of food, so I know exactly how
0: it comes. It's Kitty usually litter. thrown right Kitty at litter. my front door. The
1: worst. The worst. Oh,
0: I'm that guy too that orders no. the forty pound bag. Of
1: course, of course you are.
0: I was cussing
1: you, personally. I was that was mad at you. Oh yeah, for sure.
0: I, and I every time I get it too, my guy. I, it's just thrown at the front door. It's not. It's not nicely set anywhere. And right. and I'm pretty sure uh, my mail guy he had to pick up our, my Amazon packages for a minute. Like I don't know why. Probably because they were low on people. And uh, he was so nice about it. He like set him right on like the. And I was like, man, he hadn't most, been doing yeah, it. long. yeah. Most of the guys chunk. Oh, I'm surprised I haven't gotten one through the front window. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today we're here in, in your world, and thank you for having us. Uh, th- this midweek treat is brought to you by this lovely backdrop. I, I know that they're doing construction kind of uh, mm-hmm. to our right back there. But well, We got the river,
1: man. Yeah, well, that That's was the, the thing. Is, uh,
0: the first time I came here, because you were living in uh, a house down the road, yeah. and then one day, uh, maybe during the pandemic, I think, um, I think so. I'd come back from the road. You well, You were off at the time. And you're like, Yeah, come to my new spot, check it out. And I, I just was like, Wow, this is it was night though, so I only yeah. saw a little bit, but I knew that there where we were, I was like, Okay, we're by a river, there has to be a lot more and then I saw it again. I was like, All right, well when I interview Mr. Derek, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make sure that we try to do it here. So thank you for having us at your Absolutely. lovely abode.
1: Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> the
0: dude abides, right? It abides. You have a beautiful rug in there. <laughs> it really ties the room together. <laughs> So I um I I want to just tell the guests you know I met Derek uh well I've known you for a, a few different nicknames. So oh, yeah. if the audience hears me refer to you in a few different manners it's uh it is Derek. Right. <laughs> but um when you showed up at the bus we had a, another Derek already so I actually knew you for the longest time and still I catch myself uh, as D2. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, I know that one's not one of your
1: favorites. Uh they all wear thin on me, so yeah, it is it what it is. <laughs> I, I just deal with it. Because uh, if, if you if you say you don't like it, the more people call you that. One hundred percent. But either way, they're I gonna just call
0: got me so. To- I just got so stuck calling you that for the because on the FGL tour, the other Derek was a guitar tech. You mm-hmm. were the drum tech, and well, the funny thing is,
1: they didn't even call him Derek. <laughs> they didn't. They that. didn't even call him Derek. They called him Castro. <laughs> didn't. <he? laughs> They but, still wouldn't call me about it, but that's
0: fine. But no. somehow we had to, you know, we had to. I I got latched into that D two thing, and, and I still see like a van that drives around with D two on it, and I always think about you. I'm always like, look at that thing. <laughs> but we met on the FGL tour, and uh, this whole time that I was like, I was like, oh man, what is he gonna bring to this? Like, what what kind of bevy is he bringing? What kind of stories are we gonna talk about? I was like, we have so many things that we've gone through. I think um, there's a
1: lot that's lost too. Probably will never get back.
0: <laughs> you know what's surprising? I think my, my drunk memory, the more I drink on this uh, old fashioned that your lovely uh, your lovely uh, lady made us, um, all I can say is I'm probably going to start remembering them again. <laughs> that happened to me <laughs> one time. It'll put and, you in that
1: state. Oh, you're like, oh, yeah. You've seen
0: Beer Fest, right? Mm-hmm. Where they're like, oh, we got to get him drunk and he'll. Fr-. That he'll happened to me to in Barcelona there. one time. <laughs> so it's a real thing. <laughs> But I wanted to start uh this conversation off but uh by by starting with like remember how we met it was we were already touring right um you were working for another artist at the time mm-hmm. and I this is one of those memories where I think we're going to have to play back and forth because I remember waking up in the morning and you were there yeah and I was like who's this I went to bed not with this guy in the front lounge yeah. But did you sleep in the front lounge that no, night? No.
1: No. I came from LA. Okay. I flew overnight to LA. Uh I got in super late and was a, a stayed in a hotel. Woke up really early. They had a runner come pick me up. And the first thing they did was drop me off at the bus. And so I was there before anybody woke up.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I and I for the longest time I thought that I dreamt that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like I I'd be like did I meet Derek just like randomly all of a sudden, like, bam, there he was in the <laughs> front, freaking front lounge. And, and and it was true. I just, you know, when your mind just plays that trick on you. Yeah. So so you were touring with another another artist, and, and I always found this story so kind of funny in a way, but at the same time, like, what a win for you because you ended up going on to something so much better. <clears throat> I
1: mean, yeah, you could say that. But in my mind, it was, I was hustling for myself. And no matter what was going on at the time, I was going to keep moving. Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, it ended up better. But to me, it wasn't like, I don't know, maybe it was a luck thing. It probably was a luck thing.
0: (laughs) I think we were always (laughs) destined to meet. (laughs) And and it just had to happen in such a a crazy way. You explain it a little bit. Because I just remember you being like, yeah, they basically dropped me off on the side of the road and I... uh,
1: I made a call and next thing I know I was here. And I was like, what? It, it kind of happened like that. Um, uh, my end of the road with that artist was, was coming pretty fast. Yeah. Um, and it was nothing against those guys. I was, I was just ready to move on and I was ready to start really taking this seriously and being a career. Yeah. Uh, for me. So I made the moves. We had a bad show one night in LA Uh It wasn't my bad show, but everybody kind of had a bad show. (laughs) And I made a call that night and was like, listen, I called a buddy and was like, this is going to end for me quickly. Uh, Do you know anywhere that I can go? He was like, as a matter of fact, let me call you in the morning. I was like, okay. Yeah. So he had a show that night as well. The next day, I'm on the bus. We're going to the next venue. Um, We were only going, you know, 50 miles down the road. Yeah. So we were playing another House of Blues, and he called that morning, uh and he said, hey, man, <laughs> in 10 minutes, a Canadian number is going to call you. You're going to want to answer that, <laughs> and then you're going to want to talk to him as truthfully as possible. Yeah. Um, I Um That was basically my interview, and it was like, well, well, wherever you are, we need you in Fargo, North Dakota, tomorrow <laughs> morning. And I was in L.A., bro. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Cool. I'll make it. And so I announced to that artist that I was leaving promptly, and they decided to make it right then and there. <laughs> I
0: can only picture uh, you know, a 43-foot tour bus coming to a screeching <laughs> halt, pulling a trailer on the side of the road. Is, that's how I picture it, only because I— Very I, close. I, the way that you have told it to me, I—, I my vivid imagination pictures it very much like that.
1: Oh, it was grab your bags. The bus is stopping right now. And I was like, "Oh, well, we're going to do this right here. Oh. Yes, we are. Okay. So the bad thing was where the bus pulled over, I get out. I'm on a corner. And I, at that time, there was, there was no Uber. So I called a cab. Yeah. I'm at the corner of this and this. I need to go to the airport. So I'm waiting on a cab. Well, where the bus went was like the wrong way and they (laughs) turned around and they came back and the stoplight hit them and they're literally just watching you dude i you know the windows are tinted so i can't see in and i know they're all like looking out and they're probably giving middle fingers or whatever and i'm just sitting there and i'm literally sitting on the sidewalk like with feet in the gutter (laughs) and i'm like wow did i i don't know if i made the right decision is this bad i don't know but Either way, I've already made the decision. Yeah. I'm going to full force in it, and it turned out to probably best be the best career move of my 100%. life. Yeah,
0: I, I can agree to that. In those moments, though, I think that I mean I talk about it all the time on my show, like, and you hear it because you watch and stuff like that. And it's the moments like that though are key. They're it, defining jumping. Mm-hmm. You're you're saying to yourself. You know what? I really don't know what's around that corner, and I don't know what's in the abyss, and it's dark, and it's scary, And mm-hmm. but right now, sucks.
1: Right. <laughs> what I do know is this, and I don't want this. Yeah. yeah. So whatever that is, it's got to be better than this. Well- And that is a really, really valid point
0: because it it does suck for a minute. Like, I'm sure they're sitting on that. You're like watching these people like, oh, gosh, this stinks. Like, (laughs) well, you're not watching them. They're watching you flipping you (laughs) off, probably chugging beer like this guy has no idea what he's throwing away. And you're like, I don't I don't know what I'm throwing away right now. Like, actually, I'm sitting in a in a gutter. Mm -hmm. And uh, but I know that I have enough drive that wherever I'm going, I'm going to make it. Absolutely that's that's awesome i i 've always com uh is i i would say commend you for <laughs> that action because yeah being with uh, uh i i guess you could say toxic or you know individuals yeah. that just don 't make your life any better yeah. it's so hard for people to get away from that, and so even to make a choice like that i always I always just really admired that, and I think that set our our relationship off into one of those moments where I was like. I can, I'm gonna like this guy, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig whatever he's about because what he's about is like truly like good stuff. So I, I've always thought that story was just so I appreciate cool, it. man.
1: And you flew, so you flew, yeah. Was it Fargo? Yeah, I mean oh, that man. was. I think that was your second show. You know the funny thing Freaking is cold. A week, <laughs> a week before then, I was home in Nashville and. When I was at a home, I would work um, local crew stuff to make extra money while I was off the road because yeah. the artists I was working for, um, I wasn't on salary. So I only made money if we were doing shows. Yeah. So I would work local crew at home. I actually loaded you guys into your rehearsal, mm. <laughs> and then I loaded you guys out. And I I remember working for you because there was somebody... I can't remember. Somebody on the crew was calling you the painted one. <laughs> and they were like, you need to go help out my guy in audio. He's on the other side of the stage. You can't miss him. He's the painted one. He's the painted up, Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I worked with you guys briefly just as local crew. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have been anybody that stood out, so I would never expect you to have remembered me. But I do remember you just because the guy said, yeah. go look for this guy. He's the painted one. <laughs> yeah, and I was pretty tattooed at that time. <laughs> yeah, too. I, I didn't have a... Uh, I was pretty covered,
0: but I wasn't as covered as I am now, right same um, for me yeah well in you know in that world of of stage hands, i've I've kind of let listeners know about it mm-hmm. it It is a completely different world when you work for an artist that doesn't pay you a salary or that Absolutely. you know you're 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 still grinding even though you go out every weekend it's mm-hmm. there's so many different touring little scenarios that people i think you know they hear like oh, that guy's out on tour with Kiss or Guns N' Roses mm-hmm. or you know, name giant band. Right. Well, there's a whole slew of people that did touring like you did and, and all you're doing is you're looking up saying, Well, oh, one day, right. one day I'm gonna get there and and when you joined the tour that we did, the FGL tour, it was still growing. It was. And so it was there was still a whole mess of growing pains that we all went through together.
1: Absolutely. But it was it was good because I needed that. I needed that time because I came from a place where I was doing House of Blues and clubs yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and I needed the truck dock <laughs> arena experience, you know, yeah. and, and the bigger venues. And we started in the smaller ones at that time, and we worked our way in, mm-hmm. and we were opening for other bands that were, you know, the Luke Bryans Hell and stuff yeah. like that, and they were doing big stuff. And Stadiums. then Stadiums. Right, right. So as they grew I grew and it was it was perfect timing for me
0: yeah you know there's a uh, one one photo I always uh, run across and in in your world you did the drum tech side so right. you know people that go to a concert and you see the drum kit up there uh, and i'm going to say 99.9% of the time the drummer didn't set it up right. <laughs> especially at the bigger shows you know right. because i mean they have other stuff they're doing sometimes it's in country it's a little different because there's the artist and then there's the band
1: right a lot of the times yeah.
0: A, yeah, a lot of the times and in the rock and roll pop world or in the pop world is very similar as well but in the rock world sometimes you have like the motley Cruse where the band it is the band and mm-hmm. so tommy's not going to come in and set his kid up and make sure his drum heads are tuned and so right. that's what your gig is and and i think that having you on it's really cool because i've explained the audio side
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've explained a few of the other little jobs but i've never had a drum tech on so you're the first uh <laughs> but there's this photo and in you're backstage basically you're like sitting behind the drummer or mm-hmm. sometimes you're sitting off stage but you have your gig is to watch him mm-hmm. you don't really watch the show i mean you have to at certain points but right there's this photo, and to me, it's crazy because I look at it, and in that growing moment, we're playing Greensboro, North Carolina. Remember that? The, oh, yeah. The loading dock is outside. There, there is no down. loading dock. It's, <laughs> oh. you know, you're unload. Oh, there is a, a really bad loading dock. Oh, but man. You still have to go down a ramp. Then mm. you go down a ramp, up a ramp, Upper into ramp. one VOM hole t- onto the floor. But it's a giant arena, and yeah, so we were going to- it's like twenty two I think it's seats giant i uh, maybe I, more no, I think well, I don't know what floor count is, but if you do like seats, I'm pretty sure it's like seventeen or six it it looks giant, yeah. right.
1: And they, if the way that it's set up, it's so high. It feels like they're right on top of you. Oh,
0: it. yeah. it's crazy. And so this photo I always look at, to me, I'm like, wow, we were growing because the speakers that were hanging look like two little toothpicks. <laughs> they're tiny. <laughs> tiny. Just those, like little Tic Tacs,
1: uh, like floating in the middle of this arena. I remember, though, that those that that array was like a small array for that room, I feel like. And even you were like— oh. We should have different boxes for this.
0: (laughs) I remember looking at Jared that day and being like, "Uh, if we don't blow something up tonight, I'm going to be push it. it. And Jared was growing as an engineer too. So it's like, you know, I have these old subs that were from this company called Shoco that were probably like at that point 500 years old. They were made of carpet, like they. <laughs> right. It was they were the like my bane in my existence, you know. Like oh, I have to, I have to rub these carpet things, and they had staples in them yeah. that might like, catch my hands. But yeah, the the speakers we had were just they were built for like theaters and and other old shows, other yeah. op- other applications, and and so I bring them into this room, and I'm like, whew, I like. I don't even think I pinned anything. I just, like, and pinning them is, like, in the back where you, like, create this, like, a uh, banana effect of them. And uh, I, I think I just, like, ratcheted them all together. So it just, like, a, a semicircle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I said, well, it's going there and it's going here. And I, I honestly don't know if it's even going to get to the top. And I went up in the middle of the show, though, to listen. It wasn't my best show, but people could hear at least. Right. And that's all that matters. But that that to me was one of those growing moments that, uh, and you had joined shortly before that. So you know, I'll right. always look at those photos, and I can remember the crew, and I can remember all the things that we were going
1: through. And I mean, at that time, the crew basically fit on one bus, two uh, buses maybe. I think it was band and techs. Abandoned text on one bus, so technically, but and then the rest of the crew was on Light, another
0: lighting, audio, video on the other, and it was wild, right? And merch, right? <laughs> I I made uh, the merch guy so mad. I remember, he ripped the. I don't know if you oh, were you out there. I think yes. you had not had you, ju- you just you might have just ripped the the stereo out on me and the other audio guy because we just weren't being complete asshats <laughs> that day
1: <laughs> and playing like music on ten till.
0: 5 a.m.? It, it was like, if I could have opened the doors and played music, I would have. If I could have ran a speaker into his bunk, I was just being such a jerk that day. Like, I was in one of those moods. But, yeah, that that was uh, fun moments. But I, I don't know, man. I, I've never been in your shoes. I've done a lot of other positions, but I how did you learn how to drum tech? I mean, uh, how did you learn how to tune a drum? To me, it's just such a...
1: Man, It's it's literally... From person to person It could be very different it, it, it relies on your ear And it's not like a guitar Where it's like You're you're in tune Or you're not Yeah it, It's subjective But I don't know From, from the get go Even in high school When I was playing I was playing in the band Not a band The band The band right. <laughs> You know Marching band <laughs> Jazz band That kind of thing Pep band Um, There was a guy That was a Like he was the drummer If it came to you know, uh, pet band and jazz band. He was the guy. And he was cool enough to let me play like a song every yeah, now and then. Yeah. So I would play, but he was in a band and I would go with them and I would lug gear around and I would, I definitely paid attention more to drums and stuff like that. And I kind of just stayed that way. Yeah. Even though I got out of the scene for a while and went to college and everything like that, I kind of got out of music. Um, when I came back to it, and was going to school for audio, um, I started to pay attention more. Yeah. And I I kind of always have been a gear nerd, and I okay. just stuck with it. And I knew that I was always going to be better at that than I was going to be at playing. And um, I wanted to be in the biz. I wanted to tour. I wanted, to, yeah. I wanted this type of lifestyle. And um, so I did it. I mean, and over the years, I've kind of honed it in. But I, I will admit, when I first started, I was not. <laughs> I should not have been out there. But yeah, I like mean, you got to tune the whole drum, right, not just this side of it, please. Right. <laughs> uh, but you know, I stuck with it, and and luckily, the first drummer that I tech for, he taught me a lot, oh, and he cool. was very cool. And we we were we were less like uh, boss and employee, and more like friends. Yeah, we hung out outside of the outside of the gig. Yeah, um, and so he taught me a lot. And like I said, it's subjective. So I had to learn how to use my ear to listen for other people yeah. and say, "Okay, this is the way Phil likes it. This yeah. is the way that this drummer likes it. This drum and and tune to their liking, yeah, yeah. And, and try to figure out you know what they wanted to get out of the drum.
0: That's interesting. Um, did when you grew up playing, mm-hmm. did you even know that there was a position to be a drummer? No.
1: Had no idea, no idea. If if I knew that, I probably would have went straight for it from the get go. But I I grew up in a place where there are not that many bands, and it wasn't and probably
0: playing the drums wasn't that thing either. Like you're probably like, oh yeah, you're gonna go play the drums again, <laughs> right? Oh,
1: okay, cool. I I got that a lot too, <laughs> where you know I wanted to be in the band in high school and stuff like that. Yeah. And that interfered with sports, and you know coaches were like. Where are you gonna go? You gonna go be you gonna go be some rock star or whatever? And I was like, Well guess what? I'm definitely not gonna be in the NFL. We know that. Look at my size, look at my talent, it's not gonna happen. Uh, and uh some and you of those
0: just, you grew up just one state above, right? Us, right? So, Kentucky Kentucky, yeah. Kentucky, right? Yeah. Very it's, small. It's the blue microphone right there. <laughs> yeah, the UK blue,
1: man. I love it. Um uh, but, yeah, a small town man, I didn't know that stuff existed. I had no idea um did you I, go to a show like at a young
0: age, like even not I went even to a lot of shows, one, like so small i'm going to say? or um, did you go to some big ones that really kind of got your interest in the drums?
1: kinda yeah, I mean, I was already interested in it, but i I still didn't under- i I didn't know yeah. that there were such things as text. I didn't know what it took to put on a show, yeah, uh before then, I would just literally go watch the show, see the music, you know, and that was it. I had no idea of, like, I didn't even wonder, like, who put all this together? No. No idea. No idea. I uh, was
0: I was in the same boat. I remember looking at, you know, like, U2, Rolling Stones, like, all these stages. I was, like, 11 and 12 and 13 and being like, I just want to be that guy with the long hair and the tattoos right. smoking cigarettes over there. I don't, I don't care what he's doing.
1: I don't even know right. what he's doing. How's he standing there? <laughs> It, it probably wasn't. It probably wasn't until I got to Nashville that I realized that there were positions like that. Yeah, yeah. And I was going to school for audio, studio audio, and halfway through I was like, I don't want to sit in a studio here or uh, here in Nashville. Oh wow. Okay. I knew I wanted to do something in music. If I was going to be happy in life, it had to be based around music. So uh, I went to an audio recording arts school. And halfway through, I was like, I don't want to sit in a windowless dungeon, never see the light of day, and just listen to the same take over and over and over
0: and over and over.
1: One more time. Right? Stick. (laughs) Over and over again. And so halfway through, luckily, there was a guy that worked there um, who used to tour. And he's like, I mean, you could go tour. You could do the live setting of this, you know? And that opened up the door, you know, Pandora's box and I was like, Wait what? <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> right. He was like, Yeah, there's all kinds of positions. He goes he goes, You don't want to be a lighting guy. <laughs> just don't do lighting. Yeah. Uh and and it, that is
0: such a funny thing because we were just talking about that ago when I was at full sale, I had a choice to make like lighting mm-hmm. or audio. And I just heard so many other jokes go for the lighting side that I think, like mentally, I was like, uh, I, "I think being in audio is way cooler." Right. <laughs> so I'm gonna go that way. L- thankfully, I figured out what that, a choice. Good like choice. their cables are a little lighter too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, in that, and I didn't understand why at the time. I do now. Those guys are first in in the morning and last out at night. Oh so my gosh! Your sleep deprivation is on high. Yeah. Like
0: I don't know. I do. I I will say this. I. Being an audio guy, even then, I was like, okay, I know that I don't have the worst position out here, like, when it comes to, like, some sort of cables and some of the junk you have to do, like, in these stages, but I was always jealous of the backline crews, just because they would, I mean, some of them would roll in and, like, tune a like, an acoustic guitar and be (laughs) done for the day. I'd be like, that... It can be very easy, yeah. What the F? And... But we all choose our positions, and I just had yep. to deal with it, and I loved it, and I and I loved coming to your world midday. I don't know how many conversations we had up on the drum kit, just shooting the shit, just having fun, really enjoying where we were because we could have been in BFE, right, middle Fargo, of New York. North Dakota, and and yeah, on a rainy day and it's right. cold AF, and yet here we are talking, and I think that that's like very reminiscent right now of how we're having this conversation is that we're just sitting out here two two good old boys yep. just having fun and and you can never explain that stuff to people you can never be like and it's hard to be gone but there was certain parts of my day that always made being gone better mm-hmm. and i will always say that going to your world because if no one knows what techs are you know sometimes you know, you have a bass tech, a guitar tech, a, you know, a second guitar tech, a drum tech, a Pro Tools tech. You have all these different techs that help set up all this uh, equipment, c- keyboard techs. Yeah. Well, a lot of them f- can finish their job fairly quickly. Drum techs, though, have to polish. <laughs> Sometimes, when it's uh, head-changing days, you have uh, twice as much work because yeah. it's not like you can just pop that. Sl- There's no quick release to a drum tech. Right. Kit. So You don't just clip it like a string and pull it out. Yeah, like, <laughs> bing, done. Uh, so there is a little bit of finesse to your job, and there's a, a little bit of care. And so I could go up there on, the, you know, like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure Thursday, or no, f- would it be Friday morning would be your, or Thursday would be your drum head, changes, head change? because yeah. it would be from the week before.
1: Mm-hmm. Start the week with fresh heads. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I was always stuck out there anyways because I had to deal with all the jerk opening act bands. (laughs) And I say jerk in such a funny way because they're so nice. (laughs) Most of them (laughs) are like the nicest people in the world. Um, But I would be out there and I'd be like, oh, look. Rex still up there just hanging out? And I'd be like, oh, wait, he's not hanging out. He's polishing it. All right, I'm going to go up and hang out with him. And and we would just sit up there and talk, and I always loved that about you, that you always just love to have a nice conversation.
1: Well, uh, I mean, in my mind, I, you know, I can't go anywhere. I'm doing that. I can't, like, go to some station or some other area, so I have to do that there. So when people come by to hang out and talk, it's, it's fun. Uh, I enjoy, you know. It's better than being up there alone and not doing anything, not talking to anybody, so yeah. I always enjoyed it but like the cleaning part of it, some people joke about how much I clean and maintain that kind of stuff, but my idea was not only you want it to look good, yeah, that's number one, but the other part of that is when I'm cleaning some the drums the the rack, whatever, every inch of that thing, I'm literally touching every bit piece everything on that kit and as I'm going through I I can feel if something's loose yeah so I can you know I can probably fix something before it's broken you know or before it's (laughs) mid show and something just falls you know that's the idea of like the the cleaning is I'm putting my hands on every nut and bolt through the entire kit.
0: And that's a, I've never even thought about in that perspective. What a cool, what a, what a different outlook you yeah. just gave me. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, g- going back to your days in, uh, so you started
1: playing in high school? I did. Uh, was there one drummer that stood out to you? Back then, yeah. like that I looked up to or like that was a friend of mine there?
0: Um, we could do both, actually. I mean, I would be interested to see who was an idol. Because oh, I think man. it's always interesting because, like, it, it's really easy to name, like, the, uh, you know, the Neil perch no, right, 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 uh, right. You know, whatever. But it's always interesting to me when someone names someone random.
1: Like, whoa, I didn't—I would have never guessed that. And uh, you can
0: say fair, uh, anyone.
1: I mean, Neil was one of those. <laughs> it, it's funny you should say because at that time, nobody at my age was listening to Rush. Ah, yeah. I, I I feel like, especially where I grew up, nobody was listening to Rush. That dude— he, you know, he had a high-pitched voice. Most people thought that was a girl, man. But but they were listening to John Deere Green, right? <laughs> right. And yeah, it was a very different <laughs> style of music. But I was, list- I was listening to Rush because I had an understanding of the music. I had an understanding of what it took to produce what they were yeah. making. So I was a big fan of that. Um, could I ever do anything like Neil? No. <laughs>
0: Never. All gold, 100, <laughs> hun- I don't even know, 2,000-piece drum kit? I mean, it looks like something. Mean, it was in, like, a circle. I mean, it spun around, man. Crazy. He played
1: two kits at one, you know.
0: You and my uh wife
1: are uh big Tool fans. Danny Carey, homie. Last night, I was up late last night watching Tool Live Danny Carey videos. Like, just nerding out just because I wanted to. He's... I
0: I've come to love Tool because of my wife and I have to say, wow.
1: That very, entire band bro. Just to
0: watch him play, like I don't even I don't know how to count.
1: <laughs> and I'm like I I have no idea what he's doing, but it's beautiful. Trust me, even if you knew how to count, you couldn't count tool songs. <laughs> They're in the weirdest <laughs> time signatures, and sometimes they switch time signatures in the middle of the song. They just do whatever they want to do. Wait, isn't it's that great. cool, though? It's great. It, thir- what are they on? 40 years now of playing? I have to thir- be, I don't know,
0: 30 something. They're what? Uh, Late- sober wasn't their first giant hit, right? It was probably something else. But I think
1: that was their first giant hit, but I think they they were out before then. They were well, playing before. For, then. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just so cool to me that, you know, when people say, well, what's going to be your, like, Rolling Stones tool? Could very well. I mean, just the way that he is. I mean, he plays in, what, three different bands? uh, What's his name? Maynard?
1: Maynard? Maynard. 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 Maynard James Keenan. Yeah, he has plenty of bands. I think they all kind of have their own thing outside of that. Um,
0: But he could, I mean, that band right there, Tool, alone, I mean, they're touring right now, and they're... right giant selling out arenas i just saw a video of them in the american Airlines center which we've played in dallas and just killing it
1: whenever i think of that place, whenever i think of of that place i think that there there's just no frequencies (laughs) you can't like a, a wireless pack no way every there's just everybody's on top of everybody that's hard to explain i know you're like the listener's not gonna know
0: yeah, this is not a techie show. Right. I, mean, we, I said early, Earlier today I was talking to my wife and I said bobby, so I'm not a big tech person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, what's so funny is I'm a giant tech person. Like, I get it all. Mm. I know how to do it. I know how to look at the computer screens. Yeah. But it was so much easier for me just to call it a big black box or call it a bobby. Like, I don't I could go all day on what it's actually physically called, but you're going to look at me, if you were a stagehand, right, because you were, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could come in as a touring guy and be like, hey, go grab me that, you know, RJ, blah, 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 and you'd be like, (laughs) but then if I said, hey, go grab me that black cable and it has purple, yellow, and red tape on it, you'd be like, cool yeah and you'd probably go to the box that i'm pointing at and you pick it out and so I, I don't know i was always a fan of just using the thing Bobby names and
1: thingamajig thing,
0: uh, thingamajig
1: and I, is kentucky i think i
0: and i used to love going to boston because then i could say box <laughs> go, go grab that cable out of the box
1: it's in your shine
0: box and then i loved when i had a kid <laughs> hey kid because <laughs> i was always called kid yeah. or the oh, you know back to your uh go to the painted the painted the one. one. <laughs> I was on tour. Uh, it was Alicia Keys, uh, like, 2010. And my stage manager, he was... Uh, his name was Striker. Striker. Uh, oh, yeah. He was awesome. And there was another guy named out there, Justin. They both had, like, really deep voices and smoked <laughs> cigarettes. And so I hung out with them instantly. Hey, I was yeah. like, oh, we're going to be friends. We're
1: going to chain smoke oh, all day long. I love <laughs> chain smoking.
0: <laughs> Especially on tour. Where's the loading dock? <laughs> uh, but they... Uh, he dubbed me the Painted Lady. At some point in my freaking this like well I had like 17 nick- nicknames and uh, one of them was Spring Break <laughs> and one of them was um uh, the Painted Lady. So depending on who was calling me on the radio, I knew exactly what my, what I was in trouble for. <laughs> right. Like, oh okay, Spring Break. Uh, there's a mic stand not right. <laughs> and it was all. Uh, uh, sorry, I say this, but there was a drum kit and a percussion kit. Have you ever had to deal with a percussion kit? I have not. I think I could, but I haven't. I think you would totally knock it out, but, you know, you watch audio text all day long come in with their little microphones and try to squeeze a, you know, and I, every kit's different and each tour kit is probably even has little nuances. So, mm-hmm. you know, like squeezing a microphone to get the snare is such a... Challenge. It's an art. I mean, it's it, an art form. It really is. And some days you're like, oh, I'll use a bear claw or you're what you know, like, go get me a, a donut and some gaff tape, and I'm and gonna chewing out. Yeah, like I'm gonna MacGyver this thing to the side of this thing, and then you get it all set and it's perfect. And the drummer comes in, and he's like, I'm gonna hit this. Right? And you're like, ah, why? Why right. can't you just play the drums? Don't worry about the microphones. Right. He's like, yeah, but it's in my way. You're like, all right, fine, I'll move it. It's uh, inevitable. It's gonna happen. It is. It and and. Working at Claire, we had the round bases mm-hmm. on a lot of the stuff, not the triangle stuff. And and so this one front of house guy, he had this really big obsession with having the little rubber uh, piece at the bottom. It had to be over the boom or it had to be under the boom side. <laughs> so that way, if it rocked a little, it would never rock forward and potentially tap like a overhead. I mean, it made sense to me. Right but i would come in so drunk to work sometimes that like i just didn't care about my or like i would forget to tighten stuff and his one thing that he would do after or before soundcheck was he would come and touch like you touched every like every nut and bolt. his thing was he would go to every mic stand and he would touch every bit of it and it would be like the longest day of my life i'd be like man i am hungover. i just want to get to my bunk i'm over this tour, I have to go do like Robin Thick for an opening act here <laughs> in a minute. I was like, F this. And I'd get to the bus, I'd get to my bus, and I'd be like, All right, I'm gonna take my radio off. And would be like, Spring break, I'd be like, Go for spring break. <laughs> uh, yeah, can you come to the stage? I'd be like, Uh, is it something that I really have to come to? He'd be like, Yeah, and I'd get there, and it'd be like, you know, like the smallest little knob would be mm-hmm. just a, a tad. He'd be like, Spring break, don't. And he was such a nice guy, Dave Cobb. He was, like, the nicest. He, like, he was super sweet to me. He'd be like, why do I always got to remind you, Phil?
1: <laughs> or, like, spring break. he
0: would be like, dang it. <laughs> so when you said Lessons that, it instantly through. took me back to that spot of, like, touching every line. Oh, yeah. Man, isn't it wild, though, that, that you can take these instruments, though, and every night on, on the road in rain, shine, wind. I mean, I've seen you do it. I've seen you put those kids together in some wild places.
1: That and you just think about the instruments that I deal with, somebody beats them. Beats them. Right. They're not I mean they're playing them, but yeah. they're just beating them with sticks. <laughs> That's the you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> All right. So I never let you answer your question. I have to get you back to telling me who was your uh idol.
1: Oh man. It could be a local back, guy too. Back then back then I I I had there was a time in early high school. It, it may have been even eighth grade, where I discovered Pantera. Ooh. And I, I don't know what it was, but I heard Vinnie Paul play the drums, and I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it hasn't changed for me. I'm still a fan of him. Uh, God rest his soul. Yeah, for sure. But uh, even, like I said, I was watching Tool videos last night. I was watching... Some Pantera videos live, watching yeah. him play. I I still watch stuff like that. I'm still a huge fan. Uh, but Vinnie Paul was a big. That's one. That's amazing. Oh, dude! You next time you're around uh,
0: a Shoko guy, you should ask some questions because they oh, have really? some great stories of of Vinny or of Pantera days. You know, because they were. If you've never heard of Pantera, go Google it. Look up some YouTube videos. Uh, Do
1: yourself a favor parental
0: discretion though because <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely some vulgar yep. stuff that, I mean one of their albums was a uh, vulgar display of power yep and they are but I will say this Dime by they were brothers Dime yep. and uh, Vinny uh, yep I I honestly thought that there were 17 guitar players on stage
1: <laughs> I mean <laughs> they uh, you know interesting, interestingly enough they were a lot like Van Halen in that Dime started playing drums. Uh, and then Vinny was just well, gravitated to it and was better at it. So Dime let him have his drum kit and then Vin, you know, Dime started playing guitar, which was kind of the same way that Van Halen started as far as Eddie, uh, you know. Uh, they I never knew that. Yeah. Um,
0: I I I mean I whether you like Pantera or not, they're one of those bands like you just have to respect them. They did so much for Rock or metal or yeah. rock. I mean, they just. That
1: and sonically. Like at that time when I was listening to his drum kits sonically, I was like, how does he make his <laughs> drum kits sound like that? What is he doing? And I remember trying to figure out his kick drum sounds for years. <laughs> and, you know, we could probably emulate it now. But at the time, I was like, this, this blows my mind. I don't even understand yeah, what like, he's this doing. Is yeah. So that's what drew me to them. Big um,
0: they, well, they 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 were an arena rock band and I'm sure when they started they they were playing clubs but sounded like an arena rock band. Absolutely. Like yeah. and that was the thing like they just had this giant ma- and then you had Phil on vocals which just brought it brought it to life, and I honestly, I'm going to probably get roasted if, if this gets out to the band terrible, but I don't know the <laughs> bass player's name. Rex, <laughs> Rex man, that's Rex. That's right, Rex. I was <laughs> yeah. basically, I was like, I know I've heard it, I just can't picture the it. The right whole
1: now. band, in, in each of their positions, the whole band, they, each of them were monsters in their own right. Yeah. And then you put them together as a band, and it was like the perfect storm. At the perfect time. Yeah. Because at the time that they were coming up and huge and like really hitting it, grunge was also demolishing hair bands. Yeah. So metal was not doing well. Nah. Grunge was killing it, but somehow they eked their way through and completely just opened up the, the genre for everyone else.
0: Yeah. No, they, they definitely did some awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to forget whoever told me this, but it was one of their monitor guys. Um, I think his name was Dave. Yeah, whatever. But someone's told me this multiple times that not only did they have, like, side fills that just blow, you know, directly across the stage, they had these, like, upper fills that kind of shot across the stages. And then they had, I want to say Phil had a special set of these prism blues that shot down. From up above him? From above him. (laughs) They flew them with these like chain hoist stuff that like fl- like flipped the the cabinet so it shot straight down. Now, if anyone's hearing this and they know this for sure, I could probably ask, I think, like Pooch or a few of these yeah. other guys that have def would definitely know, but I'm pretty sure that they just had such a loud stage volume too that even if you shut the PA off, you they, would hear them for miles.
1: <laughs> I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, like I said, I was watching some live stuff from back in the day, like 94, 95 or something like that. And I Like, at one point, I, I got tired of, like, counting the front fills or their, their wedges yeah. that were on stage. And I was like, there's so many wedges. Like, if, <laughs> you know, you know, they can't possibly hear these days. Like, there's only two members that are alive right now. And both of their ears have to be completely shot.
0: <laughs> I believe that because of Pantera, they're called Texas Headphones.
1: Oh really?
0: I'm 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 gonna go on a limb and say that Texas Headphones, were, I well they're a it. Texas band, yeah, and they were with a Texas audio company. I don't know. So doubt it. I'm gonna say that Texas Headphones was dubbed because of
1: um, Pantera. I don't doubt it. I, I, and it's, the stage it's, volume. I... <laughs> The concert volume had to be incredibly loud just to overcome the stage volume. 100%. Oh, man.
0: You know who's actually a giant fan of them is Nickelback. Really? You should talk to... uh, Well, they did a song. Is it... uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm
1: going to see him not too long from now.
0: I'm pretty sure... So when I was out there, uh, obviously Dime didn't show up, but Vinny would show up in Dallas all the time. And one of the last... Or one of the memories I have is that this... I'm coming back from the buses, and they, you used to have to go through, like, this small tunnel. It's changed now. They put the buses, like, kind of up top, and you walk through the the main concourse. Mm-hmm. But it used to be where you—they they put them in this, like, back parking lot, and you kind of came down where the players came in underneath. And you'd walk down this little set of stairs, and— I as I'm walking in this white limo rolls in of course and I was like "Oh!" and it was like super 80s I think it had like a, the v, the the boomerang on the yes. back for the TV I was like what is this and like as I'm walking here Hobbs well actually I should say a butt comes scooting out in Two a mini skirt skin boots no no it's a mini skirt comes <laughs> oh, out first and I was like wait whoa this is interesting and then here comes another butt and I'm like what is happening here I'm like and and I knew that uh 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 Chad partied and stuff, so I was like, oh, this, is, this must be Chad. Hmm. Out comes Vinnie Paul. And I was like, oh, and he had, like, the sideburn. Oh, you know, yeah. it was like, I was like. W-. The mutton chops. And I didn't just- know that Nickelback and them were close like that. Here, here, and everybody always dogs on Nickelback, oh, too. Yeah. And I'm always like, F you. Do you yeah. know that, like, if Pantera is coming to hang out with Nickelback, there's something to be said about that. Right.
1: So, F you. I think. Uh- <laughs> correct me if i'm wrong but i i think when when dime um when dime passed i think they made they released a song um i can't remember what you're it was right. called but they made a song for him yeah i don't remember
0: the name i don't think it ever went like big like their other hits but because that it just it was more i think attributed to him yeah. so they played a little harder i, I don't think it was like a poppy song that they put mm. out if i remember correctly but yeah you're right and and that was to me it was such a cool thing. <laughs> Later that night though, I remember the limo was then parked up by the buses and it was just like all I heard was the loudest music in there. <laughs> the wh- and it was just moving. <laughs> I don't know what was happening in there but it was just moving. It was like this like it was bouncing but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't bouncing in the way you would think. It was just moving. It was like <laughs> that is awesome. So I will say that I've never met Vinny but I can I I will Definitely, always have Nickelbacks back because, for one, they were always super sweet to me. But uh, knowing the dime ba- or knowing that you know Pantera yeah. liked them, I was like,
1: all right, well, um,
0: everyone should like them then.
1: <laughs> hey man, at one time everybody did like them. I don't know if anybody's forgotten that, but there was one time where everybody did like them. Loved them. If anybody wants to say, oh douchebag, whatever. At one point, everybody liked you them. Saying, yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. Um, <laughs> I love it, dude.
0: Uh, so, enough of the drums, though. I mean, I'm, I'm. You've done a podcast, and I'm sure you just enough of the drugs, drums, <laughs> <laughs> the, the drugs too. I'm, I'm off the drugs right now. I have a kid now. <laughs> I will. I, I'm going to say this. The, we made it past thirty, so now we got to. <laughs> I'm almost forty. I'm like months away from 40 which is awesome i i've never been healthier happier and just having Congratulations. more fun. In my life. oh yeah thank you so much and you've seen that you've been actually a part of a lot of this growth and you've always to me you're i was, the other day i made a comment on the show i was like you know i'm my biggest fan
1: mm-hmm.
0: berkeley's probably obviously my second biggest fan and then i have a a, a whole list of you know people that do support me and it, and it's hard to tell where but you're one of those people that you reach out a lot you always like say like hey keep going keep pushing whatever you're doing is and i i really do appreciate that so thank Absolutely. you always from the bottom of my heart you know
1: i, I think we're a lot alike in that sense of like uh, we're go-getters and it's like if you just give me like a toe in the door yeah i'm in you can't get rid of me yeah i'm i'm gonna push my way in and i'm gonna make my presence i'm gonna make you know, I'm gonna make my mark here. Oh yeah, and I I feel like you're very much one of those people. There's not very many of those people. I personally want to surround myself with those types of people because I think that pushes me. It pushes them. It in turn, it's it's all secular.
0: Oh man, you're <laughs> you're so right though. But you you do push me. Like having someone reach out to you and say you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Sorry, excuse me. Um, there, there's you can't asked for that there's no amount of money, you know and it's not like you know they're like I'm not paying you to call me right, right. I'm not paying you to text me these things so there is like I, I think you're completely right about that is like I want to surround myself with people like you, mm. and I knew that from day one when you right. when when I saw you on that bus, we didn't know anything about each other, then all of a sudden you started bringing this little fireball <laughs> bottle to the edge of the stage, and I was like, man. I didn't ask him to do that. He's just doing that out of the kindness of his heart. Hey, man,
1: and celebrate another good one down.
0: You always had this really cool positivity too. and and that I think if more people on tour had that positive outlook, th- days would be very smooth. And I think that you've grinded it out so hard. Correct me if I'm you know maybe you don't think that you grinded it. I, I could I just your stories that you've told me just in this little moment i'm like yeah no There's wonder been those days no wonder you're happy <laughs> no wonder you're like looking well, at life a way differently
1: man the way i look at it with with road life is you can be unhappy and be at home and be <laughs> at least get to go home and be with your person and your people and your kid whatever to be on the road and be unhappy that's not worth it yeah so if you're going to be on the road you need to make it the best possible situation yeah because if you're unhappy there i can be unhappy working a nine to five in a cubicle at home and i can go home every night and i can see my person and i can poop in my toilet you know (laughs) i can sleep in my bed you know (laughs) those things make me happy so there's no reason to be unhappy on the road so you know good people on the road make for good times make it worth it to be on the road
0: yeah, and and you and me, we so 2013 is when we started hanging. Yeah. Um one thing that we did on the road that always made me happy was get tattooed.
1: <laughs> with and you. We, and we did that a lot. Man, we had a point where we did what we called it Tattoo Tuesday. <laughs> tattoo Tuesdays. We have uh one tattoo
0: that's exactly the same yeah. with a bus code. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you actually introduced me to my favorite tattoo shop in Nashville. Like, obviously, I've been tattooed in a lot of other places, so I can't say it's my favorite. But, <laughs> but the people there, Mike and Laura, are two of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. Dude, I feel like great people gravitate to great people. Yeah. you know. And you took me there, and, and I'm one of those people where, like, I'd started, and I'm in now. And it, unfortunately, right now, I have to take a little break from getting tattooed, but... It, in time Mm -hmm. i'll have my face covered i'll i'll be the next uh little little wayne (laughs) little phil right little little pk is what you can call me but um there's one specific moment where we both could have been really just bitter and sour after like uh oh we totally should have
1: been Bitter and sour about it,
0: but we went to New York and we were doing a show
1: in the Best Buy Theater. And PK I... goes, "Wait a minute, I have a great idea." <laughs> <laughs> that normally, when you start with that, is normally not a great idea. Yeah, and and I've
0: I'd been going to the city for a while now, so I had all the good ideas. I was Like, oh, we should start here and
1: go here. Just, he goes, "Look at me, Rick. Just follow me."
0: <laughs> Famous last words. Famous. Last... Oh, and we went down the rabbit hole. Oh man, I uh so we. We're, we played, we had two nights, right? Or was it three nights? I think we did three nights. What was that theater called? The Best Buy Theater, yeah.
1: But it's I think it's called something different now or I,
0: whatever. Yeah, it's right in the, it's dead center Times Square above yeah. uh, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Lion King's, like, right next door yeah. or something. Um, but we, we, we well, set we had, up. We had three days, but we had a day off and then three straight. Oh, okay, yeah. That's how it was.
0: And uh, we had to take everything up elevators and down these magical dirt roads, and just right. it, it was just a bunch of it was a long day. It was a lot of walking. It was yep. a lot of ups and ups and downs. And I said, "Man, I've always wanted to get my feet tattooed." <laughs> and you're like, "Dude, me too." I was like, "Dude, I want to do both of them." And I had this spot called uh, and and I'm not going to say the name because I don't really rep them anymore. Mm-hmm. But my boy that owns Clash City was like. We had already had this relationship established, Mm -hmm. so he was like, dude, show up any time. Just give me like a a day's notice. I'll make time for you. And I told him, I was like, hey, me and my buddy want to come get our feet tattooed. (laughs) And he was like, both? (laughs) (laughs) All of them? (laughs) All of your feet? In New York? On a day off? Are you sure? I was like, is that bad?
1: (laughs) Can you fit us in?
0: Both of us? (laughs) Both? Both of
1: us? We even took, oh, what was that video kid's name? He was like... Had to be like eighteen I've straight taken out up so
0: many people to get their first tattoos, though I can't even name you uh, i I can picture him he was so innocent, he had
1: the virgin skin
0: nothing <laughs> i made, nothing. A, I made a, we used to he didn't love. even have a scar we would get done with our load or our loadouts and we would do uh, audio prison showers it was just, and, and I remember like he like had walked in one day in the room and we were like yeah you're you can join and he he felt so awkward that he just stayed i think i don't think he really wanted to shower in like a prison style shower but we were like yeah you're more than welcome to hang out and he was like dang the cool kids are asking me to hang out do i leave i'm so nervous right you can see his face getting red like he was holding his breath
1: it makes me wonder that would he have gotten that tattoo if we weren't like hey we're going to get tattoos tomorrow you want to go If we didn't ask him that, he probably would still not be tattooed. He probably would not have a tattoo. Yeah, that,
0: those uh, getting tattooed with me, I think uh, my, the most I got on one tour, so in a year was 19. I know. We counted up, I think it was a total of like 70 something across the tour because every day off, I'd be like, hey, I found a spot. And they'd be like, okay, let's go. Oh, some of them were tiny. Some of them were like little guys, but uh, you and me, though, this will be, this will always live in my brain as one of the worst decisions I ever made (sighs) in my life. Uh, We traveled, I think we took the subway, because sometimes I like to Uber. It was
1: like a couple different trains to get there.
0: Yeah, like, well, sometimes I like to be bougie, so, but I think this (laughs) night we were like, let's just, uh, let's just slow train over there, and so we, yeah, we hit a couple trains, I think we hit a bar, pizza spot, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, or did we go to Cat's?
1: No, we didn't go to cats. Okay, that day. so we must have just got, grabbed something on the way because we were gonna get you were gonna go get cats while I was getting tattooed, and then your, your feet were like you were like I'm not walking anywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, because you uh, you had Holly yeah. doing your feet, and I uh, had Baz doing mine, and uh, I remember we were just sitting there, and I, after the first one, I was like the worst decision of my life. <laughs> and I got to do another. And, and I have shoes with shoelaces. <laughs> I cut them off. I think we pulled We both. pulled
1: the shoelaces out. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but what was cool, though, is because we did... We, we gave homage to all the sailors that yeah. have gotten pigs and... Uh, roosters. And, and roosters on their feet. You did traditional, traditional,
1: right? I did, but I gave them, like, a punk rock kind of thing. I don't know. I, literally, as I... As Holly was tattooing me, I was like, "What if he? What if he just did like a punk rock thing?" And she's like, "Oh, you want to give them like some tattoos of their own yeah. and like piercings?" I'm like, "Do your thing, do your thing." And she just went to town.
0: And yours are cool. How are they holding up, by the way?
1: Uh, they look great, I think.
0: Every time I take my feet off, I look at them, and I go
1: feet off. I, my shoot my
0: socks off. Every every time I I take my feet off and put them up on the on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um
1: no, Jules uh, mixed up a, str- a strong cocktail oh my for gosh, us. Those are good.
0: Yeah. And we also uh, did a TikTok uh fireball thing right beforehand. Right so. Son. I feel good. I feel like we're right back in touring mode. Like, I haven't I haven't toured or been on a plane or a bus in two years. I'm right back in it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. Let's go load in. It's like
1: riding a bike, man.
0: Let me go take care of those subs. I'm all liquored up now. <laughs> I, I hope someone from, like, my old companies listening is be like, I always knew he was drinking on the job. What a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um... But I ended up getting uh, Porky the pig. Yeah, and uh, you did the cartoon fro- version. Yeah, I did the the cartoon frog froghorn frog horn leg horn. Yeah. And Porky has a a punched eye. <laughs> They're both wearing boxing gloves, like they yeah. just fought. So that's one of my all time best tattoo memories. <laughs> and I I have I am covered head to toe. And you just recently <sighs> did something which is. In my eyes, you
1: went big, big. It hurt so bad. (laughs) If I'd have known it was going to be that bad, I really... Now you're in. Yeah, I'm in. There's no no turning back. You can't turn back. But if I'd have known, I may not have done it. And I feel like I remember you telling me the back is really bad, parts of it. Yeah. And I was just like, "Ah, I'm pretty covered, you know. I've got... And there's there's spots that, that suck, but <laughs> this was a whole new ball game. Lower back. back. Oh my god. Dude, anything and he told me before we started. A good friend of mine did it. Uh he's done quite a few of my tattoos. Um he was like, Listen, when we get to the lower back like belt line and below, he goes, You gotta think about your spine, when it gets to that point, it's carrying all these nerves from your brain. Oh yeah. And it gets to that point, it kind of just flails out. Yeah. He's like, "There's all kinds of like major nerves in there, bro. <laughs> this is not gonna. This is for real." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not, yeah, whatever." I. He I was, have tattoos. I'm cool, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. Got it. I right, got it. right. I'm cool, dude. It was no joke. No joke.
0: The, I- you went. You actually have. Uh, tattoos in places I don't, and that in normally I'm the one that has the most tattoos. You have a couple places. You are a little lower in the belt line than
1: I. I, I mean, oh, we by did, a lot. I don't know what you call them. In my head, it's called a butt panel, <laughs> two butt panels. You do I guess. have two butt panels? But we were talking about it, and it so my back is 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 all like a a Japanese layout, <clears throat> and it's gorgeous,
0: by the way. What but a cool he, design.
1: He did he did amazing. But we were looking at it, and I was like, he sent me like What it was going to be. And I was like, I kind of want to go. I want to do it. If if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do the whole thing butt panels, whatever you want to call it. And he was like, All right. Yeah. We're going to real deal this. All right. Because to me, it didn't, that type of tattoo doesn't look right if it just stopped right there at your lower back. That traditional Japanese is, that's how they do that. And so I had to do it. And he he warned me. And dude, when we got into it, Like at one point I had my headphones on and I was like zoned out. I was good. He was hitting some spots that sucked, but whatever. Yeah, we'll it was like a there. normal tattoo. And then he hit that part and I was like, I can't listen to anything. <laughs> I can't look on my phone through Instagram. I can't do anything. Yeah. I have to, uh, at points I couldn't breathe. I was just like. <gasps> I've,
0: I've now gone sold where I have to bite a finger. <sighs> like just to take pain to a different place in my body.
1: And because it was the outline, he was like, got to do it all at once, bro. Yeah. Like, when you get to the point where you're, like, taking your lunch (laughs) to get a tattoo, like, you're going to be there all day and you're going to take your lunch. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) He's like, this is all one setting, man. So, I think. um, Eight? It was like seven and a half, I think. And I'll I'll be honest, he he warned me. He's like, it's probably going to be eight, whatever. But he ripped through it pretty good. Um maybe. I've I've never figured out if
0: I hate lining more or shading more. I've never. I still to this day. I'm like. I know. I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna go get lined. I like lining, and then I get done. I'm like, I hate lining, and then I'm like, no, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll like the shading. And then I go get shaded. I'm like, I hate shading. I'm like, why do I have so many dang tattoos? You find That's out like, you really hate the whole process. i stupid. Like look at me. Like how much pain I've put my body in. It's it's incredible. Um, I, I have to say though that uh, your back piece. Wow, when you sent me that, I was like, wow, really, really He's good, good stuff, man. Did you? I've always given my tattoo artist, uh, for the most part, because I've created a relationship with him. And he, he usually starts with something small, maybe. Or maybe m- the guy that did my sleeves, <laughs> I just knew right away because he had done someone else's. Um, I just give him ideas.
1: Free reign, almost. Yeah. yeah. I told him, I'm looking for traditional Japanese. Here's what I want, straight on. Um, bam, bam, Other than bam. that, you, you're you the artist, not me. Yeah. What really boils down to it is like I could sit there all
0: day and pick it apart, but you know how my skin's gonna lay out, and you're gonna be like, "Well, I could put this here, but in like 30 years, it's just gonna be a dolphin. <laughs> right. It's just gonna look like a a whale now. It's gonna like, be
1: a, a blubber of yeah. just ink. Your your blocked. tramp
0: stamp of a dolphin is now gonna be a whale. I was like, oh yeah, I don't want that." <laughs> So I, I, I get it. I I, I just, I, I saw it and I was like, I wonder if he just gave him a couple, like, I want this and this and then boom. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Very little. When are you going to, when are you giving it a little break? I mean, cause you, I texted you that bit. next day and you were like,
1: Woo. It's funny how quickly you forget what kind of pain you go through. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the, that, that's the allure of tattoos. It's like you, for some reason, after they heal, you somehow quickly forget what pain you went through and you're like oh, well, I I could do it again. It yeah. I so d- as soon as I finished it he was like we should really nail you in before summer because yeah. I I I'm one of those especially if you're getting big pieces like I rarely get tattooed in the summer which a lot of people are diff- they they get tattooed in yeah. the summer because they it's because they see tattoos all over yeah, you know yeah. people at the pool whatever and so they think about getting them but I I just never get tattooed in the summer so we scheduled again before we started um, for like April. Wow. So I'm going right back. I'm, I'm fully healed right now. Uh, it didn't really take long to heal, but uh, kudos to the old lady, man. She was... Did you lay on your stomach for four days? No, I mean I could I could, you know, dude, going to the bathroom was very interesting. Yeah, you're you're really staying between the lines there. <laughs> very careful, very careful. But I, kudos to the lady, man. She she was so good to me. Oh and I, man, she was kept kept my back clean and kept me like. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, because I can't. I'm like. Yeah. You got me on the the lotion? Yeah, when
0: was the last time you lotioned the middle of your back? Right. How about that she was lotioning my butt? (laughs) I love it. She a keeper, man. Oh, man. I Dude, there's certain things in life where you just are like, yep check (laughs) done i'm i'm uh goodbye everything else i've found my love and it's something simple as that man i mean that's i I just have such love for you and all the things that we've gone through because to see you starting to get all these tattoos i don't know it kind of takes me back to like when i got my back tattoo and, and i'm so covered now to where i'm like man I wish I kind of went slower because I would have, like, I've now started to cover up some stuff just because, like, I was so young and got some dumb stuff tattooed on me. But even then, I'm like, now I got a new memory of it. But, man, we have some cool tattoo stories. I totally forgot about
1: Tattoo Tuesdays. Yeah, we would go and we would eat a burger somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere that had a good burger. And then we would go and get a quick banger go hop
0: on a bus later. Oh, actually the next day we go hop on a bus. Yep. I mean, I lived out at Opryland, and you'd come pick me up and we'd go uh yeah uh yeah go we what was it the pharmacy. I have a photo of us actually. I was wearing a cat shirt, your favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> and I have like a one of those like uh selfie photos of us in uh at the pharmacy that yeah. I, I, pops up on my uh website every once in a while. I'm like, "Oh man, I remember that." Yeah. That I don't know if that was the the bus day, but or the the whale the whale with the bus code. Because uh, we were on the white whale. That's what it all started, right? right yep.
1: num- bus four. We've yep. been on bus four forever. What bus are you on now? I'm on bus five, oh. I guess. But theirs is different. Like Their production bus is, is uh, four. So ah. it's like the main artist, the this, the band, ah, the production. Okay.
0: How are you, Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just ask this, how are you liking uh, the Stapleton stuff? They're great. Yeah? Man, it's,
1: it's such a change of gears, but the the importance of the sound and where they're set up, those guys, are uh, they rely heavily on each other. <clears throat> so... No in-ears, right? No in-ears. Yeah. There's wedges on stage, and then they use each other's amps and stuff, and it's all relative to where the drummer sits is where everybody else sets oh, up. wow. And it doesn't matter if we're doing, you know, a small theater or if we're doing a stadium. They will be in the same, same proximity thing. of each other no matter what. That's pretty cool. It's crazy. And so that's that's how they listen to each other. That's how they play off each other. There's no, there's zero tracks. There's no in-ears. There's no click. There's no nothing. It's old school Wedges, amps, four counts, and we're in. Wow. And that's how they do it. It's great.
0: And some people know, like, uh, you know, when we say tracks and stuff, it's not that they're playing, it's not that they're not playing. It's the fact that uh, some bands rely on ambient things to be in the background, or some people rely on things to count for them or help them, help everyone stay on beat. Right. And
1: It, it locks everything together. Yeah. It could be. Lighting, video. Lighting video. There's,
0: it's a whole world because nowadays everything is such a production mm-hmm. to where, yeah, if you have a moving set piece, it's locked into time code. It's all And it is interesting to tour with people that don't use that because it's a, it's a very organic. I toured with Green Day. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they didn't use anything in the same way. And they played with the audience. Mm-hmm. So if the audience went faster or seemed like they were more into it, they would speed up just a touch. Just, not enough to where you noticed audibly, but it kept the audience just at
1: high. They played to the room, man. Such a cool thing. Read the room, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I'm I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not a Stapleton fan. I think he's amazing. Oh. I think what he does is so cool. And I tell my wife this all the time because she's you know, you know her, she's yeah. in the industry and she's always like, Oh, I love this song. I'm like, hate it. She's like, what are you talking about, hate it? I'm like, hate it. Dumb. Now I'm going to go listen to my junk Justin Bieber over here. Not junk Justin Bieber. But but you know what I mean. Like, I'm going to go listen to my junk over here and you, whatever. It's
1: not always for everybody. But
0: I will say, though, he's like one of those artists, though, that just brings you and and he takes you to a different place and i i could see it i just am not a stapleton big i I, i've never put his album on in the house i've never also put a beatles album on in the house but i give them respect you know absolutely so he i I think that it's awesome that you are with uh someone like that
1: it's been it's been great it's been eye-opening um i've learned a lot i'm still learning um those every one of those players are um some of the best, especially in country music. Um they're the type of guys that, you know, when they're when they're speaking about music, yeah. I'm listening. I love it. I'm gonna sponge every bit of it. I'm gonna take it with me wherever I go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's I th- I think that's another way of like Growing? Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Just taking your career to a new spot. Well I have to say thank you for your time man. Thank you. Are you uh, before we uh, run this uh, oh, podcast and say goodbye and all the things? Have you um, are you going to
1: get a tattoo on the road? Do you still get tattooed on the road? Uh, I'm up for it. Uh, I haven't lately, uh, maybe because there's nobody really that's going with me. Okay, Do I we need to, to start. I need somebody a tattoos like you. Tuesday. Again? But maybe right. I'm I'd in be out a... a lot more. <laughs> hey man, I'm never gonna turn down a tattoo. Maybe
0: we could do. Uh, maybe we could get Mike in on uh, a tattoo. Uh, I could. I could do a podcast from the shop, and we can uh, get like a live tattoo one day or something.
1: Or a logo, man. Dang the B and B logo. <laughs> Dang dog. <laughs> nah, nah. Best buds. You know what? it's double meaning, man.
0: Man, it, I, I'm loving this uh, little tattoo, I and mean, it's a tattooed. I- uh, I mean, you know, I, yeah. I don't have to tell you. but It looks great. Man, when, I, when we were designing it, I just remember I saw that font, or maybe I said the, the font, and it was like, yeah, that's it. It makes total why sense. Do I, think, why, I why? like
1: the sleeve hit right there, dude. That's so a-
0: this is a one-off hoodie I built just to try it out. I wish it was lower. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mine will be. Uh, <laughs> we could always work some stuff out. Uh, the, the thing about, so print-on-demand is cool, but you're kind of limited. Just because you're printing through a giant company mm-hmm. and it makes certain parts of my life easy. Like, so people, if they're like, oh, I do want to rep a hat, it's like, oh, yeah, cool. Just go to the Etsy. But uh, to do like specialty things, it's hard because they have to stay in a certain uh, frame mm-hmm. because there's thousands of people getting stuff printed oh, on demand. Yeah. And I'm... so it's like, it, it's there's good and there's bad about it. But I'm not trying to be a clothing line, right. I'm just trying to give. You know, someone like yeah. If you want to rep rep a hat, mm-hmm. here you go. Here's and where you go, and it's a decent hat. It's not, you know what I mean. So, but yeah, uh, I think uh, eventually I'll probably move to where I can really design something. But I think we're still some time
1: off. It's cool though. Already though,
0: I really appreciate it, man. I I I I, I knew certain people would see it and be like, yes, yes, that is exactly it. And and then I knew that there'd be other people would be like. uh. Why? They... Why? <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's with anything. Like, yeah. this is truly the first time in my life where, uh, I, I say it a, a lot, but it's the first time where I've ever had control over everything. Well, actually, it's like me and BK. Mm-hmm. It's just us. So it's like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What are you thinking? So it's it's really cool. It's different from being on the road where I was always like. You had to cater to a lot. <sighs> cater to a lot. <laughs> but you always made my life easy man i had to say out of out of um years of touring uh, and working one offs and just doing all the things you've always been one of my like super favorite people to hang out with and that's why we hang out outside of the,
1: Absolutely. of the road too so i appreciate that having man. you on
0: here just means the world to me and and thank you if you if you haven't started following the youtube uh go follow or subscribe i think they call it on youtube and just come check out this awesome river view <laughs> now don't pay attention to the construction over there they're still building some stuff but right. but it, I mean, this
1: is a great little setup I, I mean it, technically if I can plug right here it could be yours <laughs> we selling soon oh, <laughs> well,
0: I will put a link in <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, that's what? awesome well why don't you move out where we are we'd love to have you as a neighbor we,
1: we might and then we'll have another place to do a podcast oh my gosh another venue man
0: oh you're coming back don't worry this is just the beginning (laughs) but all right let's start to wrap dude derek rick d2 (laughs) all the names all i got is love for you man i think you so much for this time i hope uh i hope you have fun are you guys uh touring the united states
1: soon studio right now and then we're 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 hitting the road. Look at you ending up in the studio. Um. You in there. I love it though.
0: I love it. But you know what? Though it's cool though, that you get to work with the same guy. Though I think that's just the coolest part of it all. It doesn't matter what where you're at. You just have a a cool dude to do some stuff with and go see the
1: country. Yeah, man.
0: All right. Well, much love, my friend. Uh, I thanks for having me. I don't have anything left to bottoms up, but I I, mean, oh. I can eat a.
1: I got a tiny bit. Well, let's. Uh... We had a. Manhattan. We had here. a lot of fun in here. Yeah, oh,
0: and and Jules knocked it out of the park. I.
1: Oh, we're gonna do a shot though. As soon as we're gonna we're gonna do, the pappy. We're doing it. It's a celebration. We're gonna sip on it.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna tell you a quick story. Me and my uh, before we bought this up. Me and my best friend, we went to a steak dinner for New Year's one time, mm-hmm. and uh, you know me being bougie. The bar- oh, yeah. <laughs> The bartender. I think they had a, uh, tw- eighteen or twenty year old pappy. Hmm. And the guy was like, uh, "It's fifty dollars a pour." I was like, "Oh, sweet." Well, uh, I was we'll like, "Have two. I was like, "We'll have two right now." And <laughs> they come across the bar, and I, and he goes, "You won't shoot it." And I shot it down. And he was like, "You shot a fifty dollars shot down." I was like, "Yeah, whatever, let's do it." And I'll have said, another. Uh, will you line two more up, and the bartender was like. <laughs> No. And I'm like,
1: sure after all of that, you ordered a black car to get home.
0: I, I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure we ended up doing like four shots of Pappy each at the bar before dinner. Uh, it, it, the guy hated us. The guy was like, F you. You're not supposed to do that with this stuff. I was like, whatever. But, We're going
1: to have a pour of it then. But we'll, we'll sip on it.
0: But cheers, cheers. Bottoms up. Thank you all. Uh, midweek treat. Love you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Rick. cheers.
1: Cheers.